0: to i love you i uh, know this is the signature podcast from the Prolong engagement you can find us every single monday except for today at <laughs> noon
1: well there's a good reason for that
0: on youtube.com slash the prolonged engagement show or our website at the there you can find this show in audio format on your favorite podcasting service yeah, sorry, we, uh, we're we on Tuesday today. That's because uh, this past weekend was Sarah's birthday weekend, and we went to New York City.
1: Yep, and happy 4th of July.
0: Yes, because 4th of July is today. Wink, wink. <laughs> <clears throat> so we went to New York, primarily for one reason and one reason only, to see Broadway shows. Well, that's the w- only a reason to go. Broadway show was to go see Brendan Urie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And kinky boots. So and he was perfection. The um the we saw what you saw five didn't you? You saw five. I saw five.
1: Yeah. Did I see five?
0: You saw five. I saw five. You saw four. And so uh, the shows were. Because I'm hardcore. In in order, war paint, kinky boots, um, the Great Comet. Yeah, Natasha and Pierre, Pierre the Great Comet, comet of eighteen twelve. Yeah. Um, Hello Dolly and Present <laughs> Laughter. Yeah. So, if you guys aren't big theater people, um, too bad. I'm feel sorry for you because you should be. Because so, it's amazing. Um all right, so War Paint
1: was with Patty Lapone and Christina Ebassall.
0: Patty Lapone and Christina Abassal. Patty Lapone, um, most notably known for her work as Yellow Diamond in um, Steven Universe. That's not, that you know, that's not her work. Um,
1: my diamond. My illustrious which you, diamond. You did,
0: you, you did tell her. I did. You, you said, my diamond. My diamond. Um, When you saw her at the.
1: Uh, I said it really quietly, though, because I got starstruck.
0: Anyway, so this woman
1: has a presence like no other.
0: Patty oh Lupo's last show was shows for days. We actually talked about that. Yeah, we did in another um, episode. In uh, in one of our um, old the prolonged engagement shows. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> you know, like Broadway Part Two or something like mm-hmm. that. I don't remember what it was. Anyway, so uh, and Christine never saw the last show that she did on Broadway was Great Gardens. Really? Yeah. Which she hasn't been saw. on Broadway that long. Nah, she hasn't been on on uh, on Broadway. That's incredible. Since Grey Gardens. N- now here we go. <gasps> the two shows that she was in, back to back won Tony Awards for them. Of so course. she won it for Great Gardens and then she won it she also won it for Forty Second Street, I think. Okay. So
1: Yeah.
0: But so Christine and Patty, both two time Tony winning Tony winning actresses. Oh yes. Both playing, you know, uh, th- this show was is built on two leading ladies, and they um, have to
1: be strong; otherwise, the show will suffer.
0: Right, and if it weren't for them, the show would suffer big time. So, <clears throat> oh yeah, uh, the show's
1: very hard to, I feel like, connect with.
0: It focuses on two um, fashion, uh, well not cos- fashion, cosmetic, cosmetic icons. Um, Elizabeth Arden and Helena Rubinstein. Mm-hmm. Um, and it goes from, I think, like the first time that we see them is in the 30s. Yeah. And All the, way to the follows 60s. into the 60s, like right before they die. Yeah. And so it kind of chronicles this, uh, this feud between the two of them that yeah. went on throughout the years. Um,
1: to the point where they never said each other's names. Yeah.
0: Christine... Eversole playing mm-hmm. uh, Elizabeth, Elizabeth Arden, Arden and Patty LuPone playing Helena Rubenstein. Um This the score of this show I didn't think was anything. It wasn't
1: anything to write home about.
0: It, yeah, it wasn't anything to write home about. It was uh, it was just kind of there. Yeah. Um.
1: I felt like they if were it, stronger. If it weren't
0: if it weren't for those two, I think that this would the have show been show would just,
1: not have. the show would have been a flop.
0: Yeah however the the they they absolutely knocked it out of the park,
1: oh, yeah, plus they have some of the best voices on Broadway,
0: I think so, especially at their age, I mean oh yes, on,
1: patty pone at
0: I th- mean they're uh, I mean, she they're, has
1: to be reaching seventy, right,
0: yeah, if they're not already there, um, and their voices are still just Stellar. right, right, th- oh, so good,
1: the fact that that woman can belt. Mm-hmm. High notes the way she does, but um, but she even said in an interview that uh, right before the Tony she stopped belting them. She would just use her um, head voice.
0: Well, it's hard for her at this point. I'm oh sure. yeah,
1: but she saved it for the Tony show. Mm-hmm. You saved her belt for the Tony show, and then afterwards she's like, you know what, I don't have much longer after that, so I'll belt it. Mm -hmm. So we got to see the full belt.
0: Which is cool. And this may be her last.
1: Oh, no. She says it's the final one. She can't. She'll Mm -hmm. still do concerts, but not musicals.
0: Yeah. She says musicals are a little too too much for her at this point. Too much on the voice. So I totally, I could totally understand that one. Oh, yeah. Because you're doing matinees and you're doing night shows. Matinees and
1: uh, and night shows. All week long,
0: pretty much. So, I mean, that's. Insane. I can only I can only imagine, and, and w- they're older, so
1: and specifically with that show, she has to use an accent. Mm-hmm. So that's even more difficult because she was singing with that accent.
0: Right. I don't even. Ugh, I hate when people do that when they but sing. Well, we'll talk accents, about that later. I hate we'll when talk about that sing later Because like, it especially changes the whole especially way when you it's sing. like an English accent. And she wasn't
1: using English either. She was like using.
0: Polish. Polish. Yeah. But, um. Which is
1: even more difficult on the voice because that's in the back of the throat.
0: But so they use their accents. It's kind of like I had a problem with Matthew Morrison when he was in, um. Um. When he was in Finding Neverland.
1: Oh, because he sang with the accent?
0: Yeah, he sang with the accent. And I'm like.
1: Well, so did uh, Stark Sands and Kinky Boots the first time we saw. Not really. Not as. Bad as some of the other ones, I will say.
0: He kind of. Stark Sands did not sing with an accent.
1: Do I need to bring up the music? Because I swore he did.
0: He would speak his lines in an English accent, but not sing. Okay. Not really.
1: Maybe I need to re listen to him?
0: Yeah, I think so. I mean, the person who did not put the accent in (laughs) at all (laughs) was 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 Brendan Yuri.
1: It was hilarious,
0: but then I again, loved it. It's like there's there was no way that he was gonna be able to sing like
1: that. No, so. he <laughs> he barely talked like that. Yeah,
0: he did a good accent for speaking though. Uh, well, it was very odd though. He did a very very good job. I was I was very really, good. Really impressed. But
1: I just was I thought that was really funny the way that he the, the way his English accent. We sounded. didn't see a bad show. Oh no,
0: the whole time Warpaint well, was. Okay, the first act of Present Laughter was god awful, <laughs> but the second act made it all worthwhile. Yeah. So,
1: well, I don't know why you just didn't cut off that first half.
0: <laughs> I know I could have been I could have done without <laughs> the whole first act, but anyway, the second act made it all worthwhile. to sit, sit through the first one. It was really one. good. So I, you know, and Kevin Kline won the uh, won the Tony for that one too. So he because he
1: was excellent.
0: He was just perfect in that show. Yeah. Um. War paint it
1: was very good.
0: Awesome. Very empowering. I thought that oh, yeah, for women. I thought that the just the empowerment of it kind of made me feel like the show was better than it was. Oh yeah. Just because of like the message that it was going and there were lines in there like um you know cuz in the 40s, you know, in the 30s, 40s and 50s
1: women didn't own companies. Yeah. They, they were CEOs. They uh, Helena Rubinstein and Elizabeth Arden Wore unicorns in their field, mm-hmm. I feel like.
0: Pioneers. I mean, oh, just yeah. absolutely.
1: And there were mold- There was a whole song about it, too. Mm-hmm. If I Were a Man. Right. Where they sing about, well, would my life have been easier had I been a man?
0: <laughs> the answer is yes. Yes, unfortunately.
1: <laughs> um, and then she. they also go on. Um, there's a time that Helena Rubinstein is trying to buy a apartment
0: mm-hmm. she's trying to buy a penthouse
1: penthouse and she is turned down
0: yeah the the owners of the building won't allow her to buy the penthouse because so, she's a woman because she's a woman so
1: she goes you know what i bought the whole damn building
0: yeah which i was like yes 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 queen.
1: Yes, yes queen i was like yes. you, you own that shit
0: so second second show we saw was Kinky Boots with Brendan, Panic at the Discos, Brendan Yuri
1: Mother of God. And I um, was so shocked.
0: We were we got one of the uh the limited run uh shirts. Yes, we do. They only sell like a hundred of them. Sell
1: a hundred a night. Yeah. They only make a hundred. Yeah. Um we had to get there really early. I'm sorry guys, I'm sick. So we had to get there. Excuse like, my voice. Um,
0: so they said that they were going to open the doors at like seven. We got there at six forty-five.
1: We got there at six forty-five. They didn't open until seven thirty. Show
0: didn't start till eight, as well. So um, we, and we uh, they didn't open until seven. We were one seven. of the first like twenty people to get into the mm-hmm. door. So we went straight upstairs to get the two shirts. We got the two shirts. It was um, so we
1: should have warned them today. I'm sorry.
0: In no, I like my uh, I do too. My Nintendo World. Um, Which we'll talk about too. Um, the song "Don't Threaten Me with a Good Time" yeah. has a song in there that says. um line. Uh, I I lost a bet to a guy in a chiffon skirt, but I make these high heels work. Mm-hmm. And so, if you don't know what Kinky Boots is, it's a, it's a show about um, a a a failing shoe. Uh, factory Mm -hmm. and the only way that they're going to make it is if they find a niche market so and they um, do they find a niche market uh drag queens
1: that need heels
0: that need stilettos so they make pretty genius i could
1: use i i would love those because so they make so
0: so they make kinky boots of course so for for drag queens, mm-hmm. and, um, and so they are hot. at That's the hot. end of the show, um, like the the uh, all of this, it's oh my god, it's such a good show. And it's so, so heartwarming. It's got an awesome message. It made me cry at the end. Oh my god, it's so good. I
1: was, bawling while waiting for Brendan. Your oh my god,
0: and um, so at the end, um, uh, <laughs> Brendan's character Charlie has to come out and. Um, He's decided to go to Milan all on his own.
1: And show his own shoes.
0: And and show the shoes off and whatnot. And so he comes out wearing these boots.
1: And he can't walk.
0: Worse. And he can't no. walk in the stilettos. He did really well in that. It felt um, like he
1: was falling and like on his ass. It was awesome. Yeah.
0: And so uh, it's a picture of him in those boots, in that get up. And it says, I make these high heels work. And then it says Panic at the Disco Cross Kinky Boots. It's a really, really cool oh, yeah. looking shirt. So I'm glad that we got that. And yeah. fuck, Brandon Yuri did such a good job. He really did. I, I was very
1: it. impressed with the characterization of Charlie that he did. Mm-hmm. Even, I know his last name was Gee, and I can't remember his first name.
0: Jay Harrison Gee. J.
1: Harrison Gee. The guy who played Lola, who was super sweet, by the way. Mm-hmm um i'll explain later we got to meet everybody um <coughs> and it was awesome i thought they both did such a good job and i felt like they explained a lot of the storyline that we missed the first time around
0: yeah the first time we saw we saw it with the original cast mind you mm-hmm. which was stellar by the way oh yeah um this was something like 5 years ago now and yep. so um it was really good, but I think that, and I even told you um, afterwards that Nicola,
1: Nicola was
0: Charlie's fiancé throughout the show, mm-hmm. um, I just felt like she was a total and utter bitch the first time oh, I yeah. saw the show. Oh,
1: yeah. She was not and then, an enjoyable person at all.
0: Right. And I found like she had, like, no redeeming qualities. Like, there was no redemption for her. Not at all. I thought that she was just a bitch all the way through, but I thought, thought that the way that they worked together in this time time was i mean i sit there and i was like oh i get it now
1: there's actually chemistry between them and not just that but it also is that chemistry of a relationship at the end of its lifespan
0: right it's um you i felt like you actually saw that there was a downfall in that relationship like um
1: it just wasn't already over
0: like, oh, they were happy at the beginning. Oh, now I have to go and, and save my father's company. Um, you know, she doesn't understand why. And he's like, this is, you know, he's learning who he is. Finally, she's learning who she is. Finally. And they are just growing apart. And you can actually see that. Happen. Oh, yeah. It is. And it's very nice. It's uh, it's quite uh, quite something. <clears throat> um, like I said. Kinky Boots is not doesn't have the uh um the original cast on Broadway anymore. of course, so not. if hey. it's coming if it's coming to your Just to your town, it. it's worth it. You gotta go fucking see that show. It is spectacular. It really is. In every way, shape, or form. I mean, Kiki Boots might be my favorite Broadway musical of all time. It is I that think good. It's
1: very <coughs> for me it's up there. Definitely. It's
0: that good. Um It has
1: one of the best messages too.
0: Yeah. Oh, it's mm. so good.
1: And I felt like the scene with Don.
0: Mm-hmm. Which okay. one?
1: So the only original cast in Kinky Boots is Dawn.
0: I think that he, I think he mm. left for a little bit and came back. I think that's, I don't think that he's been doing the same show. I was
1: wondering. Because
0: in the, in the bio, it says he originated Don. Yeah. So I'm thinking like. Did he leave come back? Like I something? don't know. I I I cannot see him being in this show it's for possible. 5 years. It's possible. It's possible, but I just don't see That'd it. That would be incredible. That would be something. Um All right, but I I don't want to, you know, I've already kind of spoiled some some parts of it. I so know, I want people so to go fun. see it. It's so it's perfect. It's fun. It's a perfect show. I um, swear to you, you'll be dancing in your seat. Music by uh, Cindy Lauper, book by Harvey Firestein.
1: You can't go wrong.
0: You can't go wrong. So the third show was just you and your father. Yeah, my dad and, and I went. Natasha Pierre and, and the, the Great, Great Comet of, of 1812. Go for it.
1: So that was a really fun show. Um, unlike a normal Broadway show where there's a strict fourth wall and you're just watching it as an audience member, mm-hmm. there was no fourth wall to be had.
0: Because <laughs> you were on the stage, right? I
1: sat on the stage. Um, And, well, not just that, but the actors are literally running around the entire audience, the entire show. Mm-hmm. So even if you were sitting in the normal seats, th- they're still all ar- around you the whole show.
0: Yeah.
1: Um. Which is really fun, I thought. I, um, it was a really fun show, and I don't want to ruin anything. But it's an insert from War and Peace. Mm-hmm. Um, it's set in Russia in 18. Oh, 18- if you
0: want to see, if you want to see uh, uh, what this, the whole feel of this show, the Tony Awards this year had uh, a musical piece from uh, The Great Comet. Oh, yeah. So you can see that. Um, Do you want to insert a link I'll down below? A, I'll put a uh, I'll put a card up here. Okay,
1: um, because it was a lot of fun. Like I can't describe this very well because of how it felt. So uh, Josh Grobin was in it, and he was honestly no farther than I am sitting from Kyle. Mm-hmm. There were multiple times that I could have touched him, and I know a lot of people would be jealous. Um, but just really fun. Um. But, like, so the actors are running around you, they're singing, they're dancing, they're actually interacting with you um, during the show. hmm So, there was one guy who, um, during one of the songs, got, like, this close to my face and was singing in my face mm-hmm. about writing letters to home. So, they also gave out... It
0: takes place in Russia, right? Yeah,
1: Russia in 1812.
0: Mm-hmm. And it's like one, it's like one chapter of War and it's Peace, right? It's just a chapter of it, yeah. It's like one chapter of War and Peace created this whole musical, so. Um, and
1: I was like, if it's this exciting, I'm actually going to read War and Peace now.
0: Right. And so this was starring Josh Groban. This Josh was actually Groban. his last weekend, so. I know. Yeah, so Sunday was. I went to was, see him
1: the day before he left.
0: Yeah, so Sunday was his last day, so. hmm And uh, yeah, pr- present laughter was, was ending Sunday when yeah. we saw it, too, so. Um,
1: And uh, I will say with um, The Great Comet, the set for that Mm -hmm. was completely immersive. You walked into that theater and you felt like you were going through a custom sport in Russia.
0: Oh, really? Yeah. That's cool.
1: So the walls were gray, covered in different posters.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. Um, And then I had to show my ticket and they went, okay, go upstairs, go that way. And they were kind of curt with me. Mm It's like, okay. So I go up the stairs and... Of course, me being the klutz I am, I fall onto the wall. Mm-hmm. And then I realize, holy fuck, it's a set. Mm-hmm. I was walking through more set. That's awesome. And so I get to the top of the stairs and I enter and I'm walking on the set of the show. So I had to get where I saw Josh Groban standing a couple minutes later. I get to walk on That's to awesome. my seat. So it, it's not like a show you've ever been... A part of because it's mm-hmm.
0: p- not and there's like no shows that let you you know be on the stage during that shit. Oh no! So
1: and, and the fact that everyone's running around you and interacting with you, mm-hmm. um, there were m- multiple times that actors were sitting with audience members. Oh yeah. Um, <laughs> this poor woman. <laughs> um, there was a character named Anatole, who is a ladies' man, mm-hmm. very attractive actually, I will admit, and he takes her touches her like this Mm -hmm. and gets right up in her face and starts whispering and talking to her Mm -hmm. and she turns bright red she's totally embarrassed (laughs) he's like and i I guess he must have said something to the effect of oh it's okay i'm not gonna hurt you or Mm -hmm. because she was just like she's like okay okay (laughs) it was just really funny
0: Next was our favorite show of the weekend. Unfortunately, Uh, I never thought this. I I never never admit this would be my favorite. My favorite. Never thought in a million years. Hello, fucking Dolly. Um, We did not. (laughs) We didn't see it with Bette Midler. No, she was out. Bette Midler was out for the weekend, and in her place, Donna Murphy. You can't go wrong. Another huge Broadway diva. <clears throat> she hasn't been on Broadway for quite some time. Yeah, I think the last time that she did a show was Wonderful Town, mm-hmm. and that was something like fifteen years ago. Yes, um, but she's a she's that she's a big fucking name in oh, Broadway, yeah. and, and she's
1: actually a big name in everything.
0: Yeah, she uh, she voiced Mother Gothel in, in Disney's in, uh, Tangled. In Tangled, so that's that's her voice, and she was. Fucking perfect oh, in yeah. Hello Dolly. I and I was I was a little like eh, hesitant on that one because I was like, man, this is an mm-hmm. old sh- this is an old musical, oh, it's a very old musical, and I'm like, I don't know if I'm going to like it because old musicals are like they're just like staccato and they're plot hole crazy. They're yeah, there's like no uh, most of the things just end in Deus ex machina's. And, you know, and even though this kind of did, it was semi believable, but it was super cute. The production of it all was impeccable. Yeah. Impeccable. Yeah. It was perfect.
1: Of course, I cried like a baby. Um I'm a stupid romantic.
0: Mm hmm. And... You start crying during It Only Takes a Moment. Yeah. Yeah, all that good stuff. Um, so, this was uh, Donna Murphy as Dolly. Um, mm-hmm. This was David Hyde Pierce yeah. as uh, Mr. Vandergelder, Gelder, Horace mm-hmm. Vandergelder. Gelder. Um, and then... Who's that fucking guy that played the... Uh, fuck it, who cares? Um, <laughs> the he, one who won the Tony? Yeah, the one who won the Tony. Who gives a shit about that guy, really? Um, but... Uh, we were really excited to see uh, David Hyde Pierce. Not oh, yeah. so much Ben Midler because we really wanted to see Donna Murphy in it as yeah. well. And I, well, I'm that a was a Donna fucking great, uh, that that was uh, the perfect idea. Yes. Was to go see Donna Murphy.
1: She's a um, nice person too.
0: She was spectacular uh, in, in every way. And then when she came out, did she like talk to your daddy and stuff like mm-hmm. that? And
1: she talked to me too.
0: Yeah. Like your daddy said, like, oh, we're so happy to have you back on Broadway. Mm -hmm. We've seen you in Wonderful Town, and we saw you in. King and
1: I. The King and I.
0: And, um. And, uh, whatever the. Starts with a P. I can't remember the name. Show she did. Long as time ago. Yeah, a long time ago, Mm because your parents have been going since the (laughs) 1812. So. Um. So he's like, oh, I'm so glad that you're back on Broadway. She's like, oh, my God, thank you so much. Uh-huh. You guys were such a great audience. And I was feeling really tired at the beginning. Mm-hmm. But then I, you know, you guys perked me right up. And mm-hmm. I mean.
1: And she was just a really wonderful person to talk to. I told her that I got to see her as a kid in Wonderful Town. And she goes, uh, kid, you must have been a baby.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: <laughs>
0: you were like 10. I
1: was like 10 when I saw a wonderful One for town.
0: Yeah,
1: super fun show.
0: But yeah, I didn't think in a million years that I was gonna like that show as much as I did. Me neither. Because um, and I, I I went in
1: expecting myself to hate it.
0: Yeah, I did because I was just expecting it to be an old musical. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't know that that I do not have nostalgia for old musicals. They just don't. Old musicals don't 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 hold up with me.
1: There's very rare times that. old musical will hold up.
0: Yeah. And, and this um, is one of them. And yeah, this is, one of, but I, I have to give it to Donna Murphy. Yeah. And to David Hyde Pierce and to mm-hmm. that whole cast. I think without that cast, you don't have, you don't. That and sto- I think that, that they power. cast, they casted that show perfectly because yeah. those, the people who were on that stage doing that show did it impeccably. Oh yeah. Like they knew exactly what they were doing and, they knew exactly how to deliver those lines. Mm-hmm. They knew exactly how to sing those songs. Mm-hmm. I mean, just...
1: I, I think they understood the <clears throat> nostalgia factor of the show, and they understood the time frame that it came from. Because
0: mm-hmm.
1: there were definitely some songs in there that was like... Mm-hmm. You
0: were pissed off at the beginning. Mm-hmm. There's a whole show about how mm-hmm. it's called... It, it Takes a Woman, right? Mm. isn't that what it was called yes it takes a woman and it's sung song about David Hyde and it's a song he's, he's all about how uh, women uh, take care of the home and, and clean, clean and, cook. and cook and all this stuff mm. and it's supposed to be a joke mm. and they sing it like a joke
1: oh yeah the, the men of the f- whole thing sing it like a joke but at the same time you could hear all the women in the audience go mm. uh, yeah
0: yeah because yeah. and it's, um, such and an it's an funny that song. it's funny that they have a song like that because Dolly is such an entrepreneur. Yeah. In this in the show. I mean, she is the driving force of everything. Oh, yeah. And she is the mastermind throughout this. The she, you know, story. behind the whole story. Um, so she knows exactly what's going to happen. Exactly how people are going to feel. Exactly mm-hmm. what people are going to say. I mean, she's got she's it. She's brilliant. She's brilliant. So, and this is has. a very this is a very uh, empowering show for for a woman. Oh yeah, especially in the time that it is. What is it in the late eighteen hundreds? Yeah, right, right.
1: Late eighteen hundreds, probably early nineteen hundreds.
0: Yeah, something like that. Because um,
1: well, they don't yeah. talk about the turn of the century, so yeah, it's probably eighteen hundreds.
0: Yeah. So I mean, it's like it, ugh, it was so good, and the costumes for oh, fuck's gorgeous. sake. Oh my God! I wanted to kiss that costume designer. Absolutely amazing! Oh
1: my God! I loved it. The whole
0: show was colorful. It was fun, upbeat. There was uh, it was like dance, fucking crazy. All those dancers were
1: amazing. I just I felt so bad for them at the end (laughs) because
0: this was like a musical in every way, shape, and form
1: of the early time period. Yeah, yeah. This is like this is a classic. You you
0: you see this show and you're like, oh. This is where they all get it from. Yes. You know,
1: where all the stupid musical jokes come from.
0: Not not just mm-hmm. the jokes, but this is how musicals are built. Yes. This is how they're made. This is what this is wh- how they with this is what they're supposed to be like. Like without yep. Hello Dolly, we wouldn't have Kinky Boots. Yeah. You know, it's like that. Oh
1: yeah. That's what I'm saying. Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, and the other fun thing that happened to me,
0: mm-hmm.
1: at the Stage Door.
0: Mhm.
1: So the guy who got the Tony actually, he signs my playbill and he looks at my neck and he sees my necklaces I normally wear. He goes, that's really pretty. I like that. And he goes, and I went, oh, thank you. That's actually my engagement ring. And he goes, oh, and he goes, and grabs it off my chest. <laughs> oh, my engagement ring off my chest. And he looks at it. He goes, oh, it's so pretty. And I was like, yeah, I've been with the guy for 12 years and I turn around, I can't find Kyle. And he's like, oh, is he around here somewhere? And then so Kyle was like hiding behind my dad. I'm like, yeah, there you is. I was
0: standing right behind you. I couldn't see you. Literally right behind you. Yeah,
1: you're right behind me, that's the problem. Yeah. And he was like, Oh my god, I love stories like that. I love people who've been in love for years.
0: And then you told David Hyde Pierce you were like, Oh, I was raised on Fraser and now I'm a psychologist. And he tells you, he goes, I'm, I'm sorry. sorry if I was the cause of any of that. <laughs> <laughs> Every once in a while you'll go you'll go to see these shows and then you'll sit at the stage door and and then the actors are just regular people.
1: Oh, yeah. And they're so sweet. You know,
0: Every once in a while, you'll find them where they actually want to talk to you. Mm-hmm. They want to talk to their fans and whatnot. And they want to sit there and be like, oh, you know, you were cool. <laughs> you know, your your ticket paid me. And, you know, I enjoyed doing it. And I want to meet you and all of this other things. Yeah. And there's lots of actors that I've seen on Broadway that oh, do yeah. that. Um,
1: Stark Sands was one of the best
0: ones, I still feel like. Yeah. He was fucking great. Yeah. But he like um, he
1: took me in for a hug and everything.
0: Mm-hmm. Everybody in American Idiot hugged you. I know, like everybody, except for John Gallagher Jr. Except for John Gallagher Jr., which is oh. a dick.
1: Mm-hmm. No, he's probably not a dick. He's just very busy and.
0: I think that he's like really anxious. I, I think he's think an that anxiety. He has anxiety and things of that nature. Just like Brendan Urie. Yeah, Brendan Urie yeah. had. Um, there was a point where because uh, I've never seen so many people at a stage door before. That was insane. I mean, like the. Uh, there must. What do you? What my, there must have been two hundred people at out there. least. At least, there was a lot of fucking people.
1: Like there was, th- th- they went behind us for yeah. a very long time,
0: and we couldn't get out of there after seeing. That him was like whatnot. a. F-
1: that was like a mosh pit almost. It felt like.
0: But Brendan's assistant came out, and he's <laughs> like, "All right, guys. Um, here's the uh, rules. He, here's the rules." He's like, "If you push in this in this barricade, moves moves a centimeter." We will leave.
1: And not come back. And
0: not come back. He said, You will not get your autograph. And then he's like, Also, if you scream and shout at Brendan, the other night he got all. He 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 got a panic attack. He got a panic attack because people were screaming and yelling at him. And he said, Guess what? If that happens, we're we're leaving. leaving. Brendan's mental health is more important to me than your fucking autograph. (laughs) And I was like,
1: all right. but Bre- like, Brendan Yuri was a really nice person.
0: He came out. He, he, he signed all the playbills oh, yeah. he could get. Um, he
1: was a very nice person. He was saying, just hey, thank you very much. Oh, yeah. He was
0: being really cool about it. I just feel like he there probably. There was just no. There was no. It, I think that. I feel that if there were less people mm-hmm. and they weren't so crazy, yeah. then I think he would have been like, hey, uh, how's it going? And he would have talked talk to you. He would have talked to people. There was just. I mean, it was. Bedlam when yeah. he came out there, so I can I can understand why he was just like, all right, I need to sign and then move the fuck off. Yeah, um, he d-
1: he, it was very obvious that he probably has GAD mm-hmm. or social anxiety.
0: Yeah,
1: well, probably not social anxiety, probably GAD. Yeah, because it was fucking chaos. I even felt like nervous. Yeah, in there. we
0: were and we were still getting pushed around, and I was getting and pushed, like and, that, and I right. had and
1: thank God for you because I felt them pushing on me, and I felt yeah. you push back, and I was like. I need to stay here. I need to stay calm. Yeah.
0: I'm sure some teenagers weren't so happy. Oh, them. no, they were not. I was just standing there and they're like trying to reach over me and put their playbills in his nah, face. Bitch. I'm like, I'm sorry. I was like, if you would have asked me, I probably would have, you know, I would have been nice. I would have been nice and maybe like taking yeah. your playbill and handed it to Brendan, you know, things like that. But no, nah, bitch. But no, you're going to be a dick.
1: Yeah. So. That's what I felt like, though. Mm-hmm. A lot of those kids there were just assholes.
0: I was afraid that that was actually going to be way worse.
1: I thought so too. Like I thought the I whole, heard horror stories about the Kinky Boots. I thought stage the store. whole
0: show was going to be like full of like people who Screaming go to panic and the disco sh- concerts. Um freaking teenagers and shit. And um, that was not the case. No. At all. Um it was there rooted. were a lot of 15-year-olds there to see him, yeah. but um the, the sh- it that show was not just him. No. He did not make that show. No. Nope. Um, Jay Harrison Gee in. was spectacular. And I
1: can't and remember her name, but she was really sweet, mm-hmm. too, when we met her.
0: The one that plays the love interest? Yeah. She was really cool. She was super yeah, sweet. she was talking to everybody, too. Yeah. But the last show that we saw was Present Laughter. And, and I so got to do
1: something new, different with that, too.
0: That's Kevin Klein. Yeah. Um, He won the Tony for that one. Mm-hmm. It's already ended. Yeah, um, unfortunately, it ends well, on Sunday. Right. Um, I said he won the Tony court, right? Yes. And um, it's a it's a farce. Mm. It's a farce.
1: It's a farce, but it's, it's really
0: a teetering. French farce.
1: It is teetering.
0: Yeah. The uh, oh my god, it was, and it's an old show too. So very.
1: L- to give you an idea, the show is actually from the 1940s.
0: Is it really? Yeah. Is it that old?
1: Yeah. Because it's set in the 1930s. Right. It was written in 1940. Like 1941 or two. It was
0: set in like 1939, they said. It was yeah. set in nineteen thirty. But it was
1: written like 1940, 1945 Ugh. time period. It's awful. So you now get an idea of how old it is.
0: Mm-hmm. And,
1: and it comes through.
0: Yeah, well, it really, really comes through because those plays that were written a long time ago—they're just like, oh my god, mind-numbingly boring. Um, so the first—you could
1: tell that the older crowd—the
0: first was act crowd. was mind-numbing. I fell asleep. Absolutely mind-numbing. I mean, uh, yeah, I, I have—I
1: have never fallen asleep in a show before was in my really,
0: life. I Really, really trying hard to stay awake
1: that one. And I fell. I, I fell flat ass asleep.
0: Mm-hmm. There was like a few things here and there. I was like, it ah, was- uh, that was kind of funny. And then what was worse
1: <laughs> is that I had that woman in front of me and I couldn't see it, yeah. see the show at all.
0: Well, and then we switched and you it could see fine. it. was yeah. fine. Then I had which the with in front of me. Which was great because the second act was much um, better. Oh, yeah. So like the first act, you know, of course, mind numbingly boring, just awful. Kyle um, and I even you know, few, talked about like leaving. Yeah. A few things here and there of like, oh, that was kind of funny. That was it was cute. Like, well, if it wasn't for Kevin Klein, that first act would have been just the worst. Oh, yeah. Um
1: The second act wouldn't have been much better.
0: No, it wouldn't have been. But well,
1: that there was that also that one character, the Mister Moore.
0: I hated him. Everything that he was in, I hated. I hated he was hated the worst voice. part about that show. I don't. I, I'm telling you, if he was not in it, that show would have been a million times better. Yeah. He did not need to be in that show at all. So. Fuck that guy. <laughs> um, but the second act... Because the first act was pretty much just like character setup. It up. was
1: character setup and exposition.
0: And it's, uh, it was like an hour and a half of character exposition. I'm like, Which,
1: if anyone has ever seen You're in Town, exposition kills a show.
0: Yes, it does. It does.
1: That's actually a song in you in Town. Right. Exposition kills a show. Mm-hmm. So they put all the exposition in one song.
0: Right. So... That you cannot do that much mis- exposition, okay? Like 10 minutes of exposition, and that's you're good. what you move need move on, and then you need to move on to something that actually happens. Now, granted, plays that are written today do that pretty much like that. Plays that are written in the 1940s, not so much. Nope. so the whole
1: first act was exposition,
0: it was all and just, then at the final it was end, all set up.
1: Then the final end of act one. Something happens.
0: Yes. It's like the... I think Wait. it was like the last 10 minutes.
1: So the final 10 minutes were actually good.
0: So, yeah. The final 10 minutes, something actually happened.
1: <laughs> which <laughs> Instead ins-
0: of just kind of like kind of teetering on something.
1: Which sparked the rest of the show.
0: So the thing that happens at the end of Act 1 is the catalyst for everything that happens in, in Act, Act 2. 2. So... um. And Act Two starts off with a bang with a bang, and it really really, really good mm-hmm. um just like every single line is is written it's a zinger it's everything is a zinger and, and the people everything are- that they are doing like Kevin Klein just acted it perfectly every single mannerism that he does like adds to the adds to the comedy. Mm-hmm. They're throwing people into rooms. with coming. People are coming out of rooms. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, you know, people don't know what's going on. He has like three lovers that are in the same room at the yep. same time. And they're like, and then people don't know that he's loved one and didn't love the, it was, Oh my God. So it's, it was perfect farce. It was perfect farce during the second act. And I'm, um, I am so glad that we stuck around to, we to gave watch it a that chance. one, and because uh, it made—I mean, without that, the the show would have, yeah, it would have put a sour taste in my mouth, and when, yeah, but it it was it was, but it's fantastic. much better. And I totally understand why he won the Tony Award mm-hmm. after seeing Act Two. Oh yeah, because he was the only thing driving it in Act One,
1: mm-hmm. and
0: then he was absolute perfection in Act 2. Yeah. I mean, Jess, it was too yeah. good. It was too good. Really, really good. It was very well done. Really, really good. So I'm really... Yeah. And then we went to Nintendo World. Yes. When, when did we go there? Um, June 30th. S- Friday. Yeah, Friday. So before we went to go see Kinky Boots. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Went out and did some shopping and then uh, yeah. went back took a nap.
1: Yep, and we found Mom's. Mother of the bride dress.
0: Yeah, so that was good.
1: That was exciting. This is
0: from Nintendo World. This uh, Legend of Zelda and uh, the Nook's family business. I
1: actually put my hair back so you can see the shirt better.
0: You got a you got a KK slider one too. I do have a KK okay. slider. It's a it's KK, but he's doing DJing mm-hmm. with because he DJ's
1: in the dress. New Leaf.
0: Oh, does he, does he he's really? He's a DJ, yeah. In New Leaf, he's a DJ? He's
1: a DJ on most nights except for like Saturday when he's back to playing his guitar. Mm. And if you go on in on a Saturday night, um, you can get a special track by KK.
0: Oh, that's cool. But,
1: so, yeah. I'm such a nerd.
0: And we got like three Amiibos, four Amiibos, Four Amiibos. Right? We got two Animal Crossing ones. Two Animal Crossings. We got a Kirby. Dr. Mario and, Dr. and Kirby. Because I hadn't seen those anywhere else. I had never seen those and I didn't see the animal. Co- what was the Animal Crossing? Blathers
1: and Rover. Oh, Blathers, yeah. And I love Blathers.
0: Fucking Owl Man, yeah. I want to play with those with. I on, do. um We should do. We should play. Um, we should that play another game. one. Yeah. The uh, Animal Crossing Amiibo Festival. Well,
1: you didn't. That's only on the Wii U.
0: I can plug it in to do that. Just saying. That's the only game I do. I pull out the Wii U to play again. It's fun. This is man. actually fun and, and it's it's so cute.
1: cute. It makes you happy. Anyway. And the other thing I got to do for present laughter was I got to go on a backstage tour.
0: Oh, yeah. I totally forgot about talking about that. So <laughs> and that You got a- to go up on the set and mm-hmm. see the prop tables. And I got to see you got all the, the prop you got a tables. Whole...
1: I love prop tables we so much.
0: We didn't have to go to the uh, the stage door for that one because you got a... i got a full signed playbill
1: from all the cast
0: everybody that was on there so that was pretty cool and i
1: actually got to meet one of the actors yeah and he was super nice like amazingly nice he was just like a normal guy being like yeah Mm -hmm. i'm an actor and it's awesome he was really nice i liked him
0: well we'll we're going on for 42 minutes because we can't
1: shut up about broadway
0: that's how it goes.
1: Broadway and theme parks are our issue. <laughs> so.
0: All right, everybody. Well, this was... I love you. I know. You can find us every Monday at noon, except for today, on youtube.com slash show, or you can check us out on our website at theprolongedengagement.com. <laughs> there you can find links to this show in audio format on your favorite podcasting service. If you didn't already know as well, um uh, I put out a a, a link uh, a little while back. We actually have I I bought a um a new <laughs> domain. So yeah. tpe.show will take you straight to the YouTube channel. Yay. tpe.show that will take you to the uh, to our YouTube channel. Yeah. And um and then if you want to if you want quick access to all of uh, all the podcasts um Hmm. but i actually have the links links down in the descriptions that go straight to all the different podcasting services Alrighty. or you could just type in like apple.tpe.show and that'll take you straight to apple podcasts on your phone it's it works as easy as that so all right guys well we will see you next week
1: well actually tomorrow
0: no because i just i released both of them today
1: oh never mind all right Love you. Bye. Happy 4th of July.
0: Hey guys, thanks for watching. And if you want to subscribe, you should click over here. If you want to watch the latest episode of I Love You, I Know, click right here.
1: If you want to see our latest video, click right here. And if you want to see our latest Let's Play, click right here.
0: If you're listening on MP3, Sorry.
1: sorry.